Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. A word from our sponsor, Von Seger Designs is a small Nebraska custom woodworking business making hand-burned customized wood pieces to be a statement in any room. Working with clients every step of the way, from hand-selecting the wood to customizing the design Von Seger Designs, makes the process as smooth as possible. Specializing in items from themed bar carts and tables to cutting boards and signs so that you can show your team pride all year round. Show your Husker support in a unique and functional way. When you work with Von Segrin Designs, you support small businesses throughout the region. Allow Von Segrin Design to create a custom, fresh, hand-burned piece wood for your home or business. You can link up with them at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-D-N-E-S-I-1 and at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-N underscore designs. So check them out on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Uh, go Big Red, and uh, let's start the podcast. We got Zach here and joined by Drake. Drake, what's going on, boss? Oh, not much, man. How are you? I am here on a beautiful Monday evening and uh, listening to my house get pounded on the outside. But other than that, things are going okay, I guess. <laughs> Gotta love new home construction. But um, we're also joined by Sam Greasel, the uh, transfer from North Dakota State to the Nebraska ball program. Sam, how's it going tonight? Doing well, man. I can't complain. Just got back into Lincoln today, so looking forward to the future. Awesome, man. Yeah, you've had a, a busy, what, couple weeks now with the whole going in transfer portal and then getting down to Lincoln. Yeah, busy busy might be an understatement, but uh, it's definitely been a hectic, <laughs> hectic three weeks here, but um, you know, I'm grateful to be in this position for sure. Yeah, it, it, it's really cool to have a um, 
such an experienced guy, you know, obviously at, at North Dakota, you know, at North Dakota State, you were uh, one of the starters for, I believe it was four years, uh, almost 100 games started. Um, that That's crazy in, in college basketball. And, you know, what, um, what did you learn up there in that, in that program? I mean, it's, you got the best of the best up there at North Dakota State. What did you learn at that program that you could really bring down here to Lincoln? Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the, one of the biggest things is, is, you know, it's really, really cool and amazing, you know, what can be accomplished when nobody cares, um, who gets the credit. And when we kind of have that mindset as a team, um, you, you see good results. And, um, that's one thing that I'm really looking forward to bringing, you know, down here is just kind of that culture aspect. You know, I'm a big relationship guy. Um, so I love building relationships and connecting with people, um, and I'm just, I'm just really looking forward to, to bringing that side of things down here for sure. No, that's, that's, that's really cool. And, and culture was, uh, was actually going to be kind of my next question for you. Um, being a, an experienced player in college basketball and coming from a, uh, program that's really culture based where it's, Hey, this is what you do. This is what you do. This is what you do to get on the court what I guess what can you bring down here right now to help those guys that are on campus yeah I think um a lot of I mean I've been in the position of being an 18 year old kid um kind of wide-eyed and going to college and, and playing college basketball especially you know being a freshman that started um kind of deer and deer and headlight moment um that year for sure but especially for the young guys just just kind of thinking big picture. Um, a lot of young kids are going to come in and, and think that, you know, their things are going to change right away and that they're going to come in and, and play 30 minutes and score 20 points a game. And that's just not how it works at, at this level. And, um, you know, that's not the mindset you need to have coming in. You know, I think if you just take it day by day and, and focus on each day and um, just tell yourself that you're going to do whatever it is, 1% better than you were yesterday um good things are going to happen and and that's really what we see down the stretch here in March you know the final four um obviously is four blue blood programs and you know they've they've built that culture and and um that's why they can they have continued success yeah it's it, it is kind of funny that you know you get the, these top seeds that make it to the final four obviously they're extremely talented teams but you know it's it's the culture aspect of it. it's you know what you got to do to bust your butt to get out there. And I think that's, that's what every, every program needs is, Hey, th this is what you need to do to, to get out there. Um, you've made the NCAA tournament before with, with North Dakota state. What was that like playing in, you know, postseason tournament like that? Obviously you've had a lot of success up there, but what was that like uh, to play in the tournament? I mean, it was, it was a dream come true. Um, it's finally kind of started to settle in for me. Like to believe that it happened. Um, Cause in the moment, I mean, everything just happened so fast and, you know, we played Duke and it was like, Oh my gosh, what just happened? It's gotta be a um, head spin that, you know, just playing against them. Yeah. 100%. And, you know, you go through the, the line at, at the end of the game and, and coach K shakes your hand and he says your name and it's like, uh, I mean, when am I going to wake up? Like I have to be sleeping right now or something. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it was a dream come true. I remember probably in middle school, I was watching, um, I think it was North Carolina playing the tournament 
And I told my mom, I was at my friend's house and my mom came and picked me up. And I remember telling her that, you know, someday I was going to play in that tournament. Um, so that was kind of a cool, cool moment for me, for sure. Um, and I mean, that's kind of what everyone dreams about as being a college basketball player. Sam, excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, what was it like when you made the decision to hit the portal did you kind of have your eyes on Nebraska and a couple other places or were you just really about going to explore the opportunities and if the right one came along that's what you were going to shoot for yeah um I mean so when I decided to enter the portal obviously I loved and heard from coach Hoiberg I mean I, I love the idea of Nebraska I mean who wouldn't be in a a kid from Lincoln and growing up here being a fan honestly my first 18 years of my life um, so I love the idea. It was just a matter of, you know, um, creating the relationship and then, you know, developing that relationship. And um, like I said, I'm a relationship guy. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, the guys that um, are still here from last year, are, you know, are bought in on this year and, and they want to win basketball games and they're good dudes. And um, so once I got all that kind of um, checked off, if you will, or whatever, um, I was I was full steam ahead, but I was also kind of um, thinking about professional opportunities as well um, overseas. Um, just having because I'm I have a German passport, um, which helps a lot over there. So um, there was definitely a lot to think about. Um, but once I kind of got on the phone with Hoiberg, um, I felt really comfortable. So no, that's awesome. Uh, hopefully you know, you'll be part of that group that kind of starts to turn it around for him. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously it's been a couple of tough years here. Uh, what, what's that like, you know, uh, you spoke about culture and things like that. Uh, what, what's kind of the outlook for you going into this next season? What, what do you think is going to be a little bit different to help out? Yeah, I think one of the things is I bring a different type of perspective Um and that I'm from Lincoln and I've been a fan, like I said, and I, and I know this community so well. Um, and I know obviously we have some, some really crazy fans and when things are going good, they're going to be, they're going to be with us. And when things aren't going good, you know, um, they're not going to be with us to, to put it nicely, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to creating a bond with however many, whatever it is, 14, 15 dudes and, and um, just going out there and, 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 providing you know a product on the court that the, the fans um and that's really what i'm looking to looking forward to most i would say well and over the last probably after the uh the big big 12 or after they got bounced out of the tournament uh nebraska you kind of seen you know after uh, trev had the conversation with, with uh trev um you you've seen i guess all the recruits and different things like that really kind of voicing their support for Hoiberg, you know, with that, um, I, I honestly think that the team is very talented. I think there's just something missing in it. And it's, I think an experienced person to really, I guess, push the team in the right direction is, is what the team has been missing. They played well last year when they had a really good point, they didn't have that every game. So I think you could be a huge, um, boost the team in all honesty with what you're able to bring, you know, be, being a really balanced point guard and everything like that. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm really looking forward to that as well, especially learning under, 
Coach Hoiberg, you know, he has so much basketball experience and um, just being able to go in every day and watch film with him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you talked about it, just me being kind of a really experienced player and, and point guard and kind of a leader in that aspect. You know, um, I, I hope and I have big dreams that I, I can come in here and, and be a good leader for the, the young guys especially and, and fit in well with the, the group that's staying. Um, you know, and we could do do something special here. Sam, describe your your style of game for for the fans. I mean, what what are we getting with you besides you know the experience being balanced? Uh, kind of what what do you, what do you like to do on the court more than anything? What's your strong point? Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as what I like to do, I would say distribute and and be a playmaker. Um, for others out there is my favorite thing to do um, each and every year I guess if you look at my stats they've kind of always gone up as far as you know points and everything like that and percentages and um, I mean I just love to work I'm a gym rat I love being in the gym um, but yeah like I said when it comes to on the court and in games you know I love distributing um, you know I, I, I like shooting as well um, I mean, I love to do everything. I'm, I, I like to believe I'm, I'm a pretty versatile player. Um, and I think that's kind of been one of my strengths in the past, for sure. Absolutely. All right. Tough question here for you. You got, you got a gr new group of recruits coming in. What's the first restaurant you take the new guys to? You're, you're new, too, but you are a Lincoln guy. What's the first place you take? Oh, God. Um, if you tell me Village Inn, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> You know, growing up, so I'm 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 from like kind of South Lincoln. Um, so I would say one place that my parents and I always loved going to was Momo over here. Um, okay. So like pizza spot. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of good options downtown. Um, you know, Hero maybe. I'm a big sushi guy, something like that. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, building that relationship off the court is, is, you know, huge. Um, I think so definitely going to have to, to figure that part out for sure. Is this one of the years where you guys get to do like an overseas trip in the, in the fall or late summer? Um, I'm not totally sure. I, I know. Cause that's um, every four years, right? Every four years. And I'm honestly, I don't know if it was, if, or if we are doing that this summer, I'm not totally sure if I would be able to go just because I think each player can only go one every once in there. I don't know. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm not really sure. We haven't talked about that. With, uh, with you know, when you went to the transfer portal and different things like that, I know when you're a high school recruit, obviously you get to go to these different campuses and different things like that. With going into the transfer portal, were you just getting blown up on the phone or did you have places that are like, hey, you got to come check us out? I mean, you were recruited by some pretty high-level programs. Um, did it work mostly over the phone? Was it virtual? I guess, how'd the whole process go? Yeah. Um, so I, when I announced that, I was I was in Lincoln. Um so I, yeah, I mean, it was all over the phone pretty much. Um, usually it would start with a text and then um, they would call or I would call them back. And um, I mean, the first, the first day, I think I announced it at like three o'clock. And I mean, the, that rest of the day was just pretty ridiculous. Um, like I, I couldn't really get off my phone, but yeah, I mean, it can get overwhelming. Um, but 
just kind of being from Lincoln and being in Lincoln and then talking to Coach Hoiberg, like, um, I kind of, once I felt really comfortable with my decision, you know, I, I just wanted to rock with it because, you know, it can get, like I said, really stressful and didn't want to drag it out longer than it needed to be drug out. So. Yeah, well, we're, we're excited. Uh, let me let me say that first. We, we were excited when we saw, saw the tweet come across that you had committed. Um, you know, it, it's just nice to have some local kids back on the team too. I mean, it's been a while since, since we've had some local kids be contributors. So we're excited on just on that front. Mm-hmm. What's the, yeah. what's the uh, difference for you, you know, versus the high school recruiting in the portal, obviously, you know, we'll take out the time portion of it because you made this decision pretty quick, but um, obviously in high school, you, you went on a few visits, uh, you had some time. Can you kind of talk about what it was like uh, coming out of high school and how you ended up at North Dakota State? Yeah, so um, actually it's kind of a unique um, story, I guess. But So this was technically my third time kind of being recruited because I originally committed um, to the University of South Dakota in the fall of my senior year, so before my senior year started as far as basketball. Um, so I committed there and then Craig Smith was the coach there at the time. And so after my, um, I guess their college season and in my high school senior season, he left for um, another job. And so I decommitted and I'd already signed with them. So I had to get um, my release and everything. Um, so then I was back into the recruiting process and I had already taken an official to North Dakota state my first time around. And I really liked it. I just thought it was a little far away from home. Um, but then the second time around, I didn't care. Um, and so I, I went back up there for an unofficial and, and loved it and, and decided to go there. It was actually kind of crazy because I, I think I committed like the end of May and I was already up there at the beginning of June. Um, so that was a really, really quick kind of turnaround. Um, but yeah, so that's how I ended up there. And, and I loved every second of it up there. Favorite North Dakota State memory? Um, I think to be honest, it's, it's not really going to have, obviously I have so many great memories of like on the court and, um, great games and arenas and venues that played in. Um, but for me, the thing that's going to stick with me most is just like the people and the community up there. Um, this last summer I was able to, um, I was an intern for a nonprofit organization up there and, and I mean, it was just like life-changing and um it's definitely an experience that i'm never going to forget and i've made so many cool connections with with kids up there and um just being able to kind of get their perspective on especially i work with a lot of kids that didn't have necessarily like the upbringing that i had um so that was that was probably the coolest part for me um and just the relationships i was able to to build up there with through that and um you know i'm going to continue to to build those and have those for the rest of my life so compare you know uh, uh obviously north dakota state being in the summit league i believe what what have you noticed watching the big 10 play as opposed to the summit league where where do you feel like you can really make a big impact there yeah um i mean a lot of people don't really understand how actually like skilled the summit league is i think it's one of the best as far as three-point shooting um, percentages 
you know, it's one of the best shooting leagues um, in the country. Um, and so just from like, obviously in, you know, a power five school or, you know, big 10 basketball, it's much more physical and more athletic. Um, so that's going to be an adjustment for me. Um, but, you know, one, one reason I was able to succeed at North Dakota state and in the summit league was, you know, my height at the guard position and more specifically the point guard position. I felt like if they guarded me with a point guard, I was able to take him to the post. And if they guarded me with a, a bigger guy or bigger wing, I was able to go by him. Um, so, I mean, we'll see how that translates, but that's kind of how I play my game. And, and like we talked about a little bit, just the, the versatility part to it. Um, and then that's offensively and then defensively, just um, being able to guard, you know, one through four um, is one thing that I've really been able to do in my four years at North Dakota State. And I'm, I'm hoping to carry that over here too. Is there any one Big Ten team that you're looking forward to playing, or is there any uh, you know specific arena that you're looking forward to playing in going to the Big Ten? Oh, that is a great question. Um, I think I would say Indiana and Michigan State. I think playing against Tom Izzo is going to be a one of those aha moments again. So looking forward to that for sure. Yeah, that's got to be on the level of uh, meeting Coach K. You know, th th those two are obviously two Hall of Famers. So, yeah, meeting one and, you know, playing against one and then playing against the other. Ooh, mm -hmm. man, that's that's a hell of a career, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you guys played at Kansas too, right, a couple of years yeah. ago? Yeah, that was, in, that was my junior year. Um, it, it kind of – it was weird because it was, you know, with COVID. Like, you see it on TV and it looks huge. And then when there's nobody there and it's not like absolutely packed, it was like, it, it didn't even feel, it was like an AAU game type of thing. Um, but yeah, that game actually came down to the wire. It was, it was a really, really fun game for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of peeping through the schedule from the time you've been there. I mean, you, you played at Creighton twice this year, you played at Arizona last year, you were at Kansas. You guys have played in some pretty cool venues. You and LV, um, so obviously, you know, you're going into all those games as an underdog. It'll probably be similar next year, but, um, you have that experience for not to really phase you cause you've been playing on, on the big stage the whole time you've been in college. Yeah. I mean, I, I absolutely love being the underdog and having that kind of mentality. Um, I've always loved even in AAU growing up, like playing the bigger names or the bigger recruits. Um, I don't know. It, it just, feels like it elevates my game um and you know I'm I'm really looking forward to to those big time games for sure Sam what what AAU program did you play on um I played for the Omaha Sports Academy okay but I was told now that it's a different name or something um so I don't know it seems like it's always changing in the AAU world or just the coaching world in general. It seems like what's what's named with something one day is, you know, completely yeah. different three weeks later. Yeah. And there's always something new popping up too, which is cool and annoying at the same time, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, since you you know, comment since we kind of covered the Big Ten and you know what game you're looking forward to there. And since you have played kind of all over the country, I guess what was the outside of being, you know, playing Coach K and um, what was the big starstruck moment? Was it was it going to Arizona? Was it playing in some of these other venues? Where was, you know, another moment like, damn, I can't 
believe I actually made it here. Yeah. So obviously, um, so we actually, my freshman year, when we made the tournament, we played in the play-in game. So we were a 16 seed and played um, North Carolina Central, who was another 16 seed. So technically, like, if you want to consider that, I mean, we won a game in the NCAA tournament, which was, that was, I mean, an amazing experience. And, and um, you know, to do that in my first year and then obviously play Duke, um, definitely a, an aha moment. But um, for me, I would say the other one was we, we played Nebraska my, um, last year, my junior year. Um, and still it was, it was COVID, so it wasn't, you know, there wasn't a ton of fans there. But that as far as, you know, just growing up, kind of like we've already talked about, you know, with me coming here, um, it was just re- really cool to, to look across me and see that jersey and, and play against, you know, my hometown team for sure. And also, you know, with up, oh, Drake, did you have something? No, no, go, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, with with uh, you being down on campus and everything like that now, um, are you getting to work out with everybody that's down there right now, or is that kind of the, uh, you know, wait process still? Um, it's a little bit of a waiting process still. Um, I have signed, so it should be kind of moving pretty fast here now. Um, but, yeah, I haven't I haven't been able to get down there and work out with them yet. Are you still in class at North Dakota State right now? Yeah, so I, I'm in, enrolled still in four classes, three are online and then one in person. Um, but the professor has been really cool with me, and, and we've kind of talked about my situation. And then, yeah, I'll graduate in May from North Dakota State. So, Sam, let's let's kind of go back to to the recruiting process. Not not for you specifically, but. Can you give some advice to some of these younger guys, especially local guys that, um, you know, I've, I've coached AAU here in Omaha. I played some small college basketball. Uh, It seems to me and, you know, a lot of other people, we have a ton of talent in this state that doesn't necessarily get the respect that it should. Um, And you kind of saw it with this last graduating class of 2021. Can you talk about, you know, sometimes how it's not always the biggest school it's the right school that's the fit for you yeah 100 um i mean you you said it um i think the biggest thing especially in this era with social media everyone wants you know the big name schools you know to announce that they offered you and it's going to get the most likes and retweets and all this stuff and i think the most important thing is um you know i firmly believe that everything happens for a reason and um you know, I believe that I was supposed to be at North Dakota State for four years of my life. And, um, you know, they really wanted me coming out of high school. And, and that's the biggest thing is, is go somewhere that you're wanted. Because, um, I mean, you can go to a big school and, and maybe play like five minutes. But, at you know, ultimately, um, you know, maybe going to a mid-major or smaller school is, is going to be the better opportunity for you and your future. And, and so I would just say, you know, go where you're wanted for sure question you know with coming to nebraska and we all know how crazy nebraska fans are was the nil portion of you know the transfer anything that you considered with coming back to lincoln um i mean yeah like i i knew that it was there obviously and, and nil here is gonna is a lot different than in fargo especially you know the support that this university gets and um, you know, me being a hometown kid, that's kind of in the back of my mind. But from, from my aspect of it is, is I talked about that the foundation that I interned with um, up in Fargo and, and 
whatever money I made up there, I, I gave 20% back this last year. And, you know, I actually just met with them um, yesterday, kind of the people that run the organization. I told them I wanted to continue that. So when, when I thought about like the money that I could make here, it was more of like a, wow, like I'm going to be able to give back a lot more um, than I was able to in Fargo. And, and so that's going to be a really cool and, and neat opportunity for me. You mentioned that you were working with that, that nonprofit up there. What was that nonprofit? I guess what they specialize in or exactly, I guess, what did they kind of do to help, help people out? Yeah. So it's called the Landon's Life Foundation and it was started um, because of a kid named Landon Solberg up there. And um, he passed away to cancer when he was um, 12 years old. And I got to know him a little bit my freshman and sophomore year. Um, and then his parents, you know, um, obviously named the foundation after him. And, and so what they do is they help a lot of, a lot of kids that, um, you know, really from anywhere from, you know, one years old to, to 18 years old. Um, but a lot of them, you know, have medical conditions that, you know, inhibit their abilities to do a lot of things that, you know, if you want to say normal kids can do. And um, so just being able to like help them and, and meet with all these kids and get that perspective on life, like, I don't know when, when some of these kids, what they go through every single day. And when, you know, I see them, they have the biggest smile on their face and it's like, man, and I get, I get mad or down because, you know, I have a lift at three and three in the afternoon. And it's like, these kids would absolutely die to be in my position. And it's like, um, you know, it just, I don't know, just changed my whole perspective and, and um, kind of a way that I've been able to to take my leadership too, as, as far as perspective goes. So it's been really, really cool and life changing for me. No, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, anytime someone's doing something like that, you kind of want to know, you know, what they help with so that you can kind of introduce more people to it. And if anyone else can help that, that's absolutely phenomenal. You know, with you coming back down to Lincoln, are you looking to get involved with any local uh, nonprofits or any local charities or anything like that while you're down here? Or, or are you just kind of sticking exclusively with the one that you're involved with? Um, I'm definitely as far as like donations and stuff. I'm not totally um, sure um, as far as like, like I said, donating to other foundations and stuff just because I have that such a personable relationship with the people up there. Um, but I mean, I, I love, absolutely love serving people and I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, meeting with several organizations and, and being able to, you know, in my free time, go help out and do, do what I can to serve this community. Yeah, there's, you know, always opportunities to do that, which is phenomenal that you're, you know, jumping into that, you know, head first with so many different organizations out there um, is huge. What's, you know, I guess being a a very experienced basketball player, what are probably the top three or four things that you can provide a team that you don't think others have, or, you know, a a newer player could, could really bring that you can. Um, I mean, as far as physically, I would say, um, just can my height play in the point guard position. It's kind of where like basketball is trending to nowadays. Um, so, I mean, just, just that part in, in the versatility that, kind of having a six, 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 seven point guard brings and, and being able to defend multiple positions and stretch the floor or, or get to the hoop. Um, but I think one of the, one of the bigger things that we already touched on is, is mentally with kind of my perspective and being able to lead others with that perspective. Um, kind of one thing that we haven't 
talked about, but I've talked about a decent amount with like media and stuff is, um, you know, I had a, a near death experience, I guess, um, in November of 2021. Um, I had a stomach ulcer and, and lost like more than half my blood and definitely, a, definitely a scary experience, but um, just kind of being like that close and, and really having some scary thoughts in my head. Um, I just see life as, as such a blessing now and waking up and, and, you know, having the perspective of the, the kids too. every single day we wake up and we breathe. I mean, it's a blessing from God and um, just being able to, to kind of preach that to the rest of the team has been something that, you know, um, I think has, has, you know, helped us this year. Yeah. Mentioning the, uh, the stomach ulcer, how did you, I, I guess, what exactly happened? How'd you, how'd you find out? Did you just kind of hit you out of the blue or? 100% out of the blue. I never had like any pain associated with it. Um, I, I tried to fall asleep one night before our, actually our first D1 game and, um, I couldn't fall asleep. So I got up and, and kind of fell and passed out on the floor and ended up throwing, throwing out blood. And so got to the hospital, you know, went to the ER and they found the ulcer. And, and so I had a endoscopy there where they cauterized it and, um, everything looked good. And so they sent me home like a day later and then I, it was a long process to get kind of my blood levels back up. I had to have a, a blood transfusion probably three weeks later and then two iron infusions. And um, so, yeah, I mean, and then I had another endoscopy just to make sure everything looked good in there. So it was, it was a process, but to be honest, I mean, like I said, I, I believe firmly believe that everything happens for a reason. And I'm so grateful that, you know, I've gained this perspective through that. Um, obviously I wish I didn't have to go through all that, but um, that's, that's kind of, part of it i mean yeah man that that's intense um wow did not did not know that story well <laughs> it, it, it kind of makes you just sit back and go damn i mean if and especially because you know it, it's during season that it happens you you just go what the hell happened i guess how long were you down and out for with that i mean you probably missed a good chunk of time right yeah so i think when it was all said and done i missed seven or eight games so the biggest thing like i said was getting my blood levels back and my hemoglobin so it got as low as 7.1 and it was it was kind of a, a tough situation because if it would have got below seven then they would have done a, a blood transfusion right then and there and it would have been a lot quicker coming back but um yeah so i i had to wait about three three weeks for a blood transfusion back in Fargo and um, then two iron infusions. And I think it was seven, seven games, but even then um, our first game back was at Montana state. And I mean, my hemoglobin is normally at 15, 16 and it was still at like a 12. So I was, you know, half a person out there, but I was, I was able to get out there and play, you know, 13, 14 minutes and um, just to kind of get that under my belt and then, keep making strides each and every day was, was big for me. Yeah, that, that's tough. Um, and it's, it's really tough to, you know, just coming back from injuries in general. Uh, I don't know if you technically qualify this as an injury, but, um, that does something to you mentally. Oh, 100%. Um, it's just, um, had you, had you ever gone through any sort of injury or anything like that before, or was this all kind of new process for you? Yeah. My, my freshman year, I tore my meniscus in my right knee and I had a scope for that. 
um, which that also didn't have really any pain associated with it. Um, but you're right, like injuries to me, um, I mean, obviously physically they, they usually hurt pretty bad, but coming back from like that and rehabbing and all that, like it's so strenuous and then mentally like not wanting it to happen again, there's a big hurdle like in your head that you have to get over and it usually takes at least a few weeks um, for you to, you know, get back to actually feeling and moving normally. Yeah, that's, yeah, I, I've, I've only had a couple injuries and I have not played nearly at that high of a level, but I know the way I bounce back now is uh, my shoulder hurts. I'm down for two weeks. <laughs> Maybe that's because I'm 32 as well. But, um, <laughs> you know, with you transferring to Lincoln, what is one thing that you want to tell the fans, um, you know, for this upcoming year? what to look forward to with you at the helm. Yeah. I mean, um, kind of touched on it earlier, but I'm really just, my biggest thing is, is being a part of a product that, that Husker nation can be proud of, um, you know, and, and a big thing for me has, has uh, my perspective on, on playing basketball and college basketball is any, anyone that's going through anything in life, especially nowadays. I mean, it, it's life is tough. And, and if they can watch, you know, Husker basketball for an hour and a half, two hours and take their mind off it and put a smile on their face. You know, that's what we're, we're here to do. Um, and, and that's what I'm looking forward to most for sure. Yeah. Sam, I, I know, you know, it was a tough year around here, but we're already ready for it to come back. You know, we're already excited for next season. Uh, one more question, not basketball related, and then we'll, uh, we'll let you get on with your night. What is your favorite non-basketball activity? What do you what do you do when you're not doing basketball? Help the fans get to know you a little bit better on a personal level. Um, I would probably say so. In the summer, I love like lake life and being out on the lake. Like that's my happy place. Like if we actually just sold our cabin, which kind of sucks, but you know, I'm still I'm still a little. Amen, mom and dad. Yeah. But um, we, we had that for, um, I don't know, six or seven years. So I would just, whenever I was home, I would go up there and just hang out with friends. And um, I love doing that. I love to golf as well. Um, I've always loved to golf. I never really did it like competitively, um, except on the side with my friends, you know. But um, yeah, I love I love to golf, any type of sports. And, and lake life is, is big for me. Well, awesome. I, I think a lot of people love the lake life. Yeah, 100%. It's a good place. We got to get Zach a, a lake house, and we'll uh, we'll have you out. Yes, sir. He just bought he just bought one. So, well, Sam, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Good luck this upcoming season. We are we are definitely rooting for you, and we are uh, excited to to support the Huskers again next season. For sure. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, Sam. Thanks so much, man. Uh, have a great rest of your night, and uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Members of the congregation, let's raise our Kool-Aid filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers. Go Big Red.